Good evening. Good night. And what was the other one? Good grief. I think that's a good one. Good grief. Whew. Here we are again and uh, went through a few different talk titles, topics, and so on, and ended up again with uh, more questions from Sangha. Might be good. I like to do as much uh, responding to uh, questions that you have. Sometimes that makes for a very good interchange, very good discussion. Uh, of course, as you know, I don't have conversations in this particular venue, but I respond to questions. So it can become conversational somewhat. Uh, I'm happy to respond to questions if they're showing up for you right now. Just uh, um, there's a um, number of people, so I can't see everyone on the screen. I can see about 25 at a time, and there's the other. Uh, I don't do numbers, so there's another dozen or so. 10 or 11 on the, on the other screen. So you can either do uh, Anjali or Gasho and you can, uh, or you can just uh, start talking or you can hold up your finger or, 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 or and all those other ors, which uh, uh, make up a uh, very long canoe. So what do you want to know about? <laughs> I'll do what I can. Kozan Bawai. Yes, Kozan. Yes, um this is regarding communication in general. Yes. It seems like it becomes evident that how we see things is very personal and conditioned. And if we're right next to someone who's in the same room, we can't assume that they're seeing it the same. So if everybody sees things differently, how can you really communicate? Emphasize... Are you there? Emphasize and emphasize leaving uh, or receiving. Emphasize that part of it. Make that the priority. Always uh, the, the very vow that you received a few years ago is to be with all things, to save all beings. Listen to them. The No matter who's in front of you, even if it is your teacher, even if it is your fellow monk or Dharma brother, sister, or, or someone uh, at the uh, uh, at the store or wherever else you may be. Listen, listen, receive that. And then if you're really on receive, then if you do need to, what, spout off, or if you need to respond or even correct for that matter, or adjust or say, well, no, wait a minute, that's not what I'm saying. No, that, then, then you will do that out of what arises in the awareness, hopefully, and lacking or minus your interpretation of it. Don't interpret don't 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 take what shows up one way and move it some other way just because you can. Don't don't. Uh, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to mispronounce the word and then you can correct me. Manipulate. Don't manipulate anything. Don't manipulate it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. So what would you come back and say? I think that has another. What is that called? A. Uh, what are those things? Uh, Uno. Uh, are they those parts? Tardigrades or tardigrades? Yes, tardigrades. <laughs> Algorithms. Algorithms. So I'm I'm deliberately being a little confusing here. So, but go ahead and ask. Uh, uh, elaborate on your uh, your inquiry further, if you wish. Um, yeah, I heard. I'm. That I heard. There's no. recognition. 
And you've talked of direct cognition. Yes. We've seen that. I'm listening. So if recognition is based on something familiar, how can we directly cognize without recognizing? <laughs> okay. So I'll see if I can get in that squirrel cage. Um, <laughs> you do that by acknowledging that you don't know. Uh, and it doesn't have to mean, mean, be some kind of a complaint, but just the not knowing aspect of it is, uh, shows up in terms of that area you are pointing to as space. Uh, if there's a if there's self-centeredness is there, then it can be uh, 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 some kind of a failure or some kind of a misunderstanding or lack of understanding that we attribute or we add on. We make commentary on top of the very thing we're trying to investigate, the very thing we're trying to receive. We laminate things onto it because we don't like the feeling of not knowing, because that reflects uh, reflects directly on the self-centeredness that we are, that is unreal, that we are trying to deal with. You could say get rid of, but not really get rid of, but see that it's uh, insubstantial. Uh, all the proof coming from me, 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 and I, and my stuff, and my things, and so on, is uh, dependently risen. doesn't mean it's showing up. It just means that it has no uh, swababa. There's no independent aspect to it. It is dependent. There's more room there. I've left you a lot of room. <clears throat> and did I do that deliberately? No, because I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. You can do that. You can hold your seat. You can be genuine and you cannot have a clue. It's possible to do that. You don't need some kind of uh, relative authority for anything. If you see what this is, uh, uh, any kind of direct uh, direction or authority or uh, forks in the road or... <clears throat> or combinations of causes and conditions that arise as this is right, that's wrong. This is the right way, that's the wrong way. Just observe. More. It seems that what is habitually familiar jumps on board without even knowing it. That's awareness. More. Without intention, if that's pulling our strings and we work with that. Watch the strings. Don't find other strings to stop pulling those strings or don't, don't uh, manipulate your world into something more agreeable, more understandable, more convenient, more satisfying, less harmful. Stop it. And when you, I can only say that if you give me permission and you're giving me permission. I'm saying, don't do that. And how do we do that? We watch the way we keep impulsively, uh, um, uh, impulsively, I guess is the best word, or we, we, we can't allow something to just arise without adding our commentary, our opinion, or our, uh, our propaganda to it. So just observe what moves. And if it, if it seems uh, challenging or difficult, then just observe that emotion, that feeling. You don't have to get rid of anything. You don't have to get rid of emotions. You do not have to get rid of passion, aggression, and ignorance. That's an illusion. It certainly looks like it. And some people even teach that way. Even will give you techniques for stopping that and slowing that down. Atisha does it. You know, there's 59 slogans. You know, there's probably a dozen that uh, I would 
promote or teach or talk about. Uh, but, but a lot of them are just not quite as helpful. As I, and I'm not against Atisha. I mean, look what he was working with. <clears throat> he was working with, what, the 12th century? So that doesn't mean that I can't respond to a question about any one of his slogans. And how do I do that? I do it out of, not out of understanding it, not out of my intellect, but out of hearing what it is you are inquiring about rather than the slogan itself. The sl slogan is just a, a stone in the middle of the stream. It's what we step on to keep from getting wet. Further questions, uh, Kozan, or anyone else? Certainly. How does just observing or not doing anything with it help? Because then, uh, this is called patience, simply put. Uh, then you are, you are. it's not at all, all about you making sure nothing happens. It's not about you worried about what people think if they see you just uh, sitting there being, what, passive? We're very, very sensitive to what the community, what other people with the Sangha thinks. We're, we're, uh, we're sensitive about that. And sometimes we operate out of that somewhat uh, uh, ego in the shadows uh, in order to to do something about it, or we can't wait any longer, or all those kinds of uh, commentaries. The way in which it's helpful is if you do step into the, that uh, situation to push or pull or uh, however you want to characterize it or manipulate or move something this way or that way, it is coming out of a profound and vast openness that doesn't miss what's happening down the road three miles. It doesn't, doesn't miss the dependent origination. But you, if you assume there's someone who is separate from everything else that can win or lose or be correct or incorrect, if you're operating out of correct and incorrect, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, good and evil, Buddhas and sentient beings, any kind of polarity, male and female, alive and dead, you find one, find its other, because that's where the meaning is coming from for, for any apparent situation, correct and incorrect. And so if you, if you do nothing with it, then, and this isn't something you can learn how to to understand or figure out or do it's something that you are you are basically deconditioning yourself you're looking at the very personhood the otherness the quality of otherness that is unreal as a separation and so you are just on receive and you're watching the ten thousand things uh cross over your threshold the threshold of your uh, mind stream and so you directly see what is happening. You see it directly without fabrication, without interaction, without some kind of a scrim between you and the world with your particular allegiance to this or your judgments about that or your or hope and fear. You're no longer um, there's no, no longer any modulated frequency happening there. It is direct. And that direct perception will not necessarily come in the form of information. You may see yourself reaching out because there's no person reaching. There's just uh, the fancy way of saying it. Some teachers say it's just dancing with just just dancing with reality. This is a, your your apparent partner. You're not separate from. So whatever is occurring, you may step into that. You may step into the fray, so to speak, the confusion uh, out of the awareness of uh, the which is not a conclusion and it has no particular conceptual referent. It may have and it may not have, but it's not necessary. You can actually see what this is and do what needs to be done without having any idea what you're doing. This is terrifying to any any uh, any uh, scraps of ego or 
wilderness that are still hiding out uh, under the baseboards or in the corner or in the closet or up your stored, uh, uh, up the sleeve of your stored uh, uh, winter coat. Sano, go ahead. You've said before, get to know yourself. And in sitting lately, I've been noticing on one hand, there's the quiet, spacious meditator. And on the other hand, there's the fast-paced, nerdy, sarcastic person who loves wordplay. I have no idea which one is genuine. Can you speak to how you know what getting to know yourself is, son? Yes, those are both false. Those are both make makeshift. And uh, But you don't need to, don't believe me. I'm just responding to your question. There, there is no separate solid identity situation happening. There is something that is pointed at uh, uh, in an ultimate situation that who you are is, is, is uh, ultimate. So it doesn't have a particular identity other than something like uh, Buddha nature or something. We use that relatively to give us some kind of a, a directionality. And this is why it's necessary at least in my very biased area here, it's necessary to have these uh, this al uh, algorithm of the, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, or the, the teaching guy, person, girl, person, woman, alligator. And what is being taught? Everything is dependently arisen. There are no separate things anywhere. This is an incredible illusion. It's just incredible. It's astonishing. And it, get in, it persists because... Your heart's beating because you can walk, because you can feel your uh, silverware when you're getting ready to eat. You can feel those. You, you know that you're here. You know that there's a, a there's a present situation that is occurring. And those identities, you don't have to do anything with it. It's just uh, being aware of them. Change nothing. Modify nothing. Correct nothing. Just observe. Just observe. That which is a, the that aspect of awareness we call uh, or consciousness we call aware that which is receiving uh, a sound, a sight, is not assumed to be uh, a receiver or an identity. Sarcastic or calm and, and serene or uh, however it may be, just don't, don't change any. Those are, those are actually dependently arisen. You don't have to get rid of any of them. And just like you don't have to, none of us, you have don't have to get rid of the emotions that arise in the mind stream. There, there, there may be a witnessing quality to it, but please don't do anything. Don't get, don't get uh, entrained or seduced or magnetized by your negative emotions or your positive emotions. Those are both um, illusion. Further, Sanho? On a slightly different topic, uh, when you were talking a moment ago about uh, receiving those sensory inputs, sometimes when I'm receiving those sensory inputs, I might have awareness there, but I'm sort of losing awareness of other things in my environment. Does that come with practice? So not a problem. It's just it's just the way the path is showing up for you. And so even though you're the, 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 uh, the content is, oh, I'm, I'm losing or there's something being lost or something's going away or I'm not being aware of this, to, to be aware that you're not aware is still awareness. To be aware that you're completely aware is still awareness. Uh, actually feeling that you're more aware may be the biggest illusion. 
because it is a, it is concretizing something into some kind of a, a mini success. And, and it's called spiritual materialism, according to the Vidyatara, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. It's just a way of spiritual techniques where we're trying to gain something, get something. You don't have to, if you see who this is, there isn't anywhere to go. You don't have to be someone else. You're, you're, you are fearless. I'm not saying that fear won't come up, but they can't find anybody who's afraid. So therefore, the causes and conditions that brought you into this uh, uh, six realms, uh, human realm, uh, to begin with, still functioning. Karma still, you still need to eat and you still need to, uh, causes are still coming and going, a relative truth. But your actual identity has, has been, been uh, seen clearly. You, you see what that is. And what do you see? Not much. Shoto. How can we be genuine with our suffering? <clears throat> so you might want to elaborate a little bit more. That gets kind of philosophical, and then I have to I have to address it in that way. But how can we be genuine with our suffering? Give me give me a little to work with there. Or I could just say I don't know. Or I could say it in I could say it in Mandarin, Wobujudao. <laughs> I was start I was starting to get I was starting to get bored. And then when you could see that and knew that I needed to show off a little bit. So I thought well, I'll speak in Mandarin. Later on it'll probably be Spanish, so don't be surprised. Or but but I might because you've been teaching me what is that he's teaching me? American Sign Language? But I can't remember that so well, so I don't remember anything you've taught me of the 15 or 20 signals. Other than that one, I remember that one. Let me have your question. Don't you know how to interrupt? <laughs> um, you told me in a response a couple weeks ago, the Buddha said life is suffering. He didn't say life is liberated. So um, I've been reflecting on that and seeing how I don't want to admit I'm suffering or to the extent that I'm suffering, so I'm just wondering how to be more genuine with my own suffering, how to actually see uh, that I am suffering. Thank you. I think you're doing it. It's just that you have a, a standard of what that would be, and you're comparing yourself to others and their kind of suffering, or their, the more intensity of their suffering, and you actually think you're not suffering. So you, you have a way of covering that stuff up, and that's why you're, uh, when you have some sense of that, or you wouldn't have fully ordained back in November as a monk. So wouldn't have spent a year sewing a robe. So you have some idea of the of the path quality of this, and I'm here to support you uh, in doing that. As is the the teaching, as is the of the community, and you're doing it. Uh, if you have a a way of asking that question, that will uh, uh, mutually that we, I can respond in in a more uh, story story fashion or something, maybe. But but you're already doing that. The reason you the question is arising when I say reason, I don't know all of the causes and conditions behind this, but it looks like uh, you're talking from behind a wall. You, you're still not clear about the nature of the three poisons. You see passion, you see aggression, but you're still confused about the hardest one to understand or see, which is uh, ignoring ignorance. Keep going. Just keep going. Show bowing is... 
Um, I guess the way it's going to show up for me is all of my walking on the path included in just the repetition. So insofar as I am tracking what you're saying, I would say yes. You have a forum. You live in a monastery. You, you have forums. If you want to live in a monastery and you want to function as a monk, then uh, then you've got to observe these forms. Uh, um, uh, and there's several of them. I could go into them, but you already, I mean, or you could. But if you live in the monastery, you're going to be going to be busy every day with the practice on top of the, having a job or having a way of generating uh, uh, tuition to even be here. Further about that, if you have it, if, I've, if I'm missing, I think I am missing what you're asking about, but just be more direct in the question and I will uh, be as direct as I can in the response. That standard that he brought up that I'm holding myself to, comparing myself to others. Yeah. Um, does that cover anything up? <laughs> yeah. St standards are going to cover things up because you don't look uh, beyond that. You have this that. Uh, you could use it as something to obey. You could use it as something to strive for. And we're not trying to get rid of those. We, we, when we say don't set up standards, we're just saying that the self-centered mind, the ego mind will continue to do that. Not so much to try to get to the standard. It might be, say, I can't do that. I just, I'm a big failure. I'm never going to get any better. So there's lots of ways of, of uh, reifying and giving nutrition to the self-centeredness just by uh uh, picking and choosing just by polarizing things. So it feels more like I'm here and this is how I feel. And, and why do people treat me this way? And, uh, and just, just coming in, uh, in the, in the particular uh, space that some people are standing in or sitting in or living in because of their negativity that, that they throw off on others. That's one of the way, one of the ways we get rid of our negativity is to blame others. Even if you don't say anything, Sometimes coming in to the purview of pers a person who's dealing with their life that way, uh, the only person that's going to be able to, uh, maybe not the only, but the person that's going to be able to help that person is to receive bodhisattva, be a, uh, receive the suffering of others, even in the form of their uh, pointed finger. So it, it shows up so many different ways. And you're kind of doing that to yourself. You're kind of functioning as your own object or your own uh, um something that you're bumping into you're bumping into your ideas about your ideas about your ideas have you noticed what does it mean to see through a standard you see that it's a standard see that it's a standard you don't have to do it it doesn't have to go away uh and it, no matter what it does if you if you reinterpret and and think that something else has happened this is the way this standard gets its energy it's positionality. So you're, as I've said to you quite often, you're really intelligent. And as I also say, that's not a compliment. I'm not complimenting you. I'm just saying you're, you're a smart person. And so therefore your, your ability to think uh, in uh, um, concepts and ideas and so on and structures and moving structures in and out uh, is, uh, is 
uh, strong. <clears throat> so therefore, the downside, <clears throat> pardon me, the upside is you're smart. Um, and the downside is you're, as you use that intelligence to weave uh, conceptual uh, identifications and explanations and fabrications and so on around that which you need to look at and explain it. There's a, a puffing up of explaining what it is. And you get the illusion of knowledge or knowing, and it is the very, very that very relative um, kind of a muscle-bound uh, thinking process <clears throat> is what you're running up against, if I may say it that way. And this is why I say just continue, return to the wall, return to the study, return to the sangha, return to the Buddha, the Dharma, the sangha, the Buddha, the Dharma, the sangha, the Buddha, the Dharma, the sangha. Nothing to believe, nothing to disbelieve. Just, just a a reference point coming out of thousands of years ago, teaching, teacher, community. Nice show, Bowen. Nice show. In the third reminder, we aspire to abandon harmful deeds and always devote our time to virtuous action. How does choicelessness fit in with that doing, Bowen? So... What what part of it is uh, are you is the question coming up at what area of that? If you can be a little bit more specific, I can generalize. You're saying be a little bit more direct with the question, even a little bit. Just repeat what you said. Nice reminder. Um, it seems like in the third reminder there is an aspiration to do something to uh, to. And yes. Virtuous action. Yes. What does choicelessness affect our ability to do that? Uh, so the choicelessness doesn't necessarily do this instead of that. It just means that it comes out of the 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 environmental situation that you're in, rather than a selectivity that says this is right, that's wrong, I should, I shouldn't. That's the area that gets us trapped into. Uh, sending uh, success stories up uh, in down into the seventh consciousness of the ego mind, which continually uh, that that area it just continually refuels that self-centeredness. It's on a very subtle level. So um, the idea of of giving it up is a little suspect. It's a little bit too. It's it's the idea of, of just see that and see how the way in which it hangs on, the way in which you're not giving up, the way in which the, we're clamped down in certain areas. If you or, or any of us can see that, then the unreality of the self, uh, then it, it can't, it, it needs to get its reality by some kind of uh, mini skirmishes or warfare. So, and that's how it continues to cling or hang on and create uh, the illusion of otherness or of success or failure. And so uh, harmful deeds, I mean, it's, it's necessary to see that like the th third of the, the, the three peer precepts, uh, do good, don't do harm. So it doesn't, you notice it doesn't, uh, well, some teachings uh, elaborate on that quite a bit, just like uh, be with all things is actually be with all, uh, save all beings is another way of saying that. Uh, one is in one direction, one is in the other, and they're saying the same thing. <clears throat> so it's about suggesting something, making a recommendation to you so that you will look deeply into your the very area where you are possibly causing some distress, and to do that in a in a in a um, uh, in a in a subtle way that is more about an inquiry 
there rather than jumping the gun into grabbing on to a, this is the way I get rid of this. or this is the way I, I uh, stop this or start that or control it. So it's about through the awareness practice, the sitting practice of meditation, which I know you do a lot of that. Uh, that is, it's about sharpening that blade to use the literal metaphor. So that when you go into that area where things need to be cut, there's a, you're just cutting. There's no sharpening going on there. No meditation in action. It's a misunderstanding. It's a pretty big one. <laughs> and it's promoted in lots of places. I have a lot to say about that. And I also have nothing to say about it. Further question, Naisho? Naisho, going, another question came up out of your answer. Yes. Um, if nothing is inherently good or bad, how can we make that distinction? Stop, stop uh, distinctifying. Let the let whatever's arising make its own distinction. This is called respect. Respect the world. Respect the confusion. Respect the warfare. This doesn't mean uh, go along with it or or uh, don't push or don't pull or doesn't mean join something and reject something else. But just just be aware. Just be aware of that because more than likely, a lot of what you're seeing that seems to have that kind of polarity, maybe all of it, but quite a bit of it is. Good of your mind rather than something that's actually happening out there in the so-called otherness or the objective world. More? Nice show. Further, further questions from anyone? Kevin Bowing. Kevin, go ahead. I was reading a little bit about the Buddha families in uh, Trunk Rinpoche's writings. I bet you were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on to you. He said the quality of Vajra energy uh, syncs up with Maitri or loving kindness. What? Wh how, how does that shake out how does how is loving kindness and emanation wisdom so coming? so it's so clear it's so clear when it's when is the ultimate situation it's so clear it's mirror like we we see the we see the energy and it's piercing it's direct and it's cutting uh it's cutting it's like it's cutting air it's a cutting quality but there's nothing to be cut it's a cutting quality but there's no sword and so therefore, there's just compassion. This is when compassion, this is when the, the wisdom mind uh, begins to, you could say evolve, but it's not even an evolution. Wisdom and, and karuna or wisdom and compassion are not separate things. They separate and they separate even further when we get them down into the earth plane or the, the human realm or the realm of desire when we want this and don't want that. And those are bad people and these are good people. And I'm having good thoughts. Now I'm having bad thoughts. We separate, separate, but it's just energy. And so when I say it's just energy, I don't mean to be dismissive of the whole thing, but to respond to the the, the five Buddha families of the one being uh, of Vajra or the, the actual intellect, intellectual aspect of it, you could say, conceptual area, the very crisp, icy, cold, sharp area that is uh, when that is uh, when that is, is uh, fulfilled in terms of awakening, then it's uh, it's just sharp and, and sees clearly. It's it's uh, uh, the the double-edged sword of uh, Manjushri, you could say. Go ahead, please. 
uh, Kevin. So with that, so so mirror-like wisdom enables us to see the way in which we categorize into the <clears throat> clinging, rejecting, and ignoring categories of loved ones and strangers yeah. and enemies. It, yes, and it and it remains that kind of energy as long as we don't switch over into something else that where where we say, well, this doesn't really work. This is too sharp dangerous so this is too cutting and, and elaborate on the cutting uh, it's cutting and it cuts and it's piercing and it is a uh it is a vajra dorje so do nothing with it no success story there no failure story go ahead sokaran when that Vajra energy arises in you with another person, does the other person experience it as aggression, anger, bowing? They might. There's that possibility because of the, the incredible diversity of the whole of the, of the mind stream. It could, as a practitioner, then that could happen that way. If I'm if I'm uh, understanding the the way you're asking the question and the way in which you're uh, having consideration about uh, the otherness, like what you're how you're functioning, how you're seeing, how you're understanding, and then what comes from the other side, it may show up as a dancing partner and it may show up as a, an enemy. Sano, you said no meditation in action. Can you say more, Sanhuba? Yes, I can. I'm saying sit down, hold still, face the wall. That that kinds of meditation and contemplation practice, this is the one that after uh, 30, 40 years of doing this, uh, this is what I uh, teach. This, if I have a student and this is what I'm going to say, do this, sit down, hold still, just hold still and watch the movement of the mind. Hold the body very still because body and mind are not two different, just separated. And they're separated in such a way that it looks like they're different. It looks like you can, uh, you know, walk from here to there and and, and be uh, somewhat oblivious of where you're coming and going and be totally lost in some kind of imaginary situation or memory. We, we tend to separate ourselves uh, in that way. And so I say meditation in action. I, I do this specifically and individually. If someone comes to me with certain kinds of difficulty, I may talk to them about mind training in a different way than I do uh, someone else. But my general teaching to everyone is hold still and observe. That's simple. All the senses open, everything I receive. The most profound form of generosity is give everything your attention. Shut nothing out. And when you give it your attention, as soon as it starts showing up in your mind stream, if you can, at least refrain, refrain from naming it or thinking what it is or judging it. And if you can't do that, then just observe, then give that your attention, how you continue to show up, object to, agree with, or modify everything instead of just keeping it as a uh, uh, trunk Rinpoche, his metaphor for this, which I don't use this metaphor, but I'm going to use his, but he says, it's a straight drink. I think he liked straight drinks. And in fact, and in fiction, I know he likes straight drinks. <laughs> 
but it's just something that he used. That was his issue, not ours. So uh, whatever shows up uh, in your mind stream as you're moving through your life, uh, I'm not saying you should ignore it, but don't come up with some kind of a, of a meditation and action situation. That's why in our monastery, even though we did it for a while, we don't do kinhin or walking meditation. If you want to get up and walk, walk around, you're fine, it's fine to do that. That should be your, it's your authority, not the authority of someone with a, uh, a gong and, and a striker uh, with some kind of a time frame. You want to get up and walk around, get up and walk around. But I say, sit there all day. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves in the mind stream, in the life stream, in the sense of sound, smell, taste, touch, seeing, whatever. Watch what moves. Don't, don't add, don't, don't subtract, don't divide. But when you get up off the cushion, hang out, live your life. Be the person that you would like to not be. Be yourself. Don't miss your life. If you, if you think of your, I'm going to be very direct here. If you think you're uh, uh, full of it, you probably are. But don't try to get rid of that and be perfect yourself. It's a big misunderstanding and it's all over the place. How do I know? I don't know how I know. I don't have any credentials. You give me the credentials. You sit down and ask me a question. Then you tell me what you're ready to hear. I'm ready to hear about this, this or this. And I'm, I'm all about telling you about it if I can. And I'm also in a position where I may not know what's the best way to respond to you. But medita uh, meditation and action is not something that I teach. Just like I, we don't also don't do uh, functional speech or noble silence at the monastery. Uh, you're an adult. You should know when to keep your mouth shut. You don't need the training uh, that a adult might need. It's situational. You know that it's respectful. And you also know if you're in the middle of doing a, a stylized, as they teach uh, in the Japanese Soto Zen and other traditions, uh, Oriyoki, eating together. That You do not have to be silent in that. Being silent in there is just, a, it's too much form. And what is it about? Control. Somebody wants to control you. And because ego gets off on that, it wants to be controlled because then it gets a credential. It gets a credential that, oh, I'm being very silent while these other extroverts over here are squirming in their meditation pants. So, yeah, you guys all know what I'm talking about. So keep it very simple. When you train the mind, make it very, very definite. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement, and do a, a lot of it. And when you get up off the cushion, be the fool you're trying to hide out from. The, the, the conflict between trying to live up to something and that whole area of movement becomes more and more and more apparent. You can do this. You can do it. Further questions are good if you have them. Hey, you uh, for Yeah. For ignorance, I often realize it afterwards um, from the post-reflection. Is that possible for me to realize at the moment, since this is a lifelong path and life is suffering? I think you get, I think depending, uh, and here again, dependently risen, it's dependent, probably. That may come and go, but there's no hitching post there. So you don't have to solidify. If it goes away, not a problem. If it comes back, not a problem. If it comes and goes and comes and goes, not a problem. Just, just observe. 
quite often there's a cyclic movement to anything like that where it shows up and goes away. Uh, and if it goes away and never comes back, don't add on or, f- or have some kind of filler in that space that is an explanation of why that happened. Don't explain. Don't don't uh, interpret. Don't, you don't need to do that. You can live right with the textures, colors, and flavors and fragrances of your world. It's here. You're, don't miss your life. Live this life. When you train your mind, sit down, hold still, and eliminate as much as you can. Eliminate movement. It's a radical thing that we do. We sit down, hold, hold as still as we can, and then we notice that even though we hit hold very still, if you sit there for a while, your diaphragm moves, your, your, your stomach gurgles, your heart beats, uh, your ear itches, you know, it's all kinds of movement. So even though you're being very radical and very uh, minimalist about the whole thing, still the awareness is tracking all of those little movements. And what do you do with those? Just observe, just receive. When the sun starts showing up, uh, in your heart center, you might not have to, uh, hold still anymore. There might not be anybody left. You know, after, especially after morning practice, I feel I'm easily to be overwhelmed, even with a small group of people who I know. What is that? Um, it's exactly what you said. You just get overwhelmed by it. And I would say, don't overdose on it. Don't look at some kind of, well, I need to do this because I need to be more dis- disciplined. No, you might want to just get out of there. Well, you, you might be talking about your family. I don't know. You have a husband and two children. You know, uh, there's ways of minimizing that if that's what you're addressing. So I would say don't uh, don't set up standards of how you should be acting so you'll feel like you're getting somewhere. Um, if you're listening to me, I'm telling you, you're exactly where you need to be. There isn't any place else but this. And if that's not some kind of fancy uh, esoteric teaching. It's just the truth. And it's not only relatively true, it's ultimately true. How do I know that? I don't know. Uh, this is not about relative knowledge of right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, truth and fiction, Buddhahood and sentient beings. It's just this. Bowing. But if I, at the moment, I if I'm frozen, if I try to do something to get get away from the situation, that's also um, something I try to do that, like a, you know, or yes. I, what you said, yeah. what should I do? I just frozen there, stand yeah. there. No, I'm, I'm yeah. sort of exaggerating. No, no, uh, I think that's very good. I like your exaggerations. I love to exaggerate. I do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, I would say you're doing it correctly. Just continue to, uh, you know, you're a young woman. Just continue to return to the wall, return to the wall and go out and live your life. And uh, whatever you need, if you need more forms, uh, some people need so many forms, they need to become ordained and live in a monastery. This is not good for, or not true for everyone, but some people need that. So I want to be able to support that if, if people need that. But if all you need is just to uh, train your mind, just sit down, hold still, practice uh, shikantaza, practice meditation. You have, a, a amazingly, with Zoom, even in this uh, crazy uh, epidemic season, we're still able to get together in this fashion. So you have a sangha, uh, you have a teaching person and you have a, and you have a, a, a student person yourself. So be a student. I am, I'm, a, I'm always a student. 
Um, yes. Just now you mentioned that eating quietly, that's what I've been struggling. I realized that I have the sense of control if there's a family dinner or breakfast we just had this morning. It happened to me that I told Ellie, be quiet, enjoy your food. This is how you be present, enjoy your food. I often say that. If you want to do what you know, I, I might, I might do the same thing. I might get very easily say, Ellie, stop it. Or, Shut up. I might do anything. I mean, I had five kids, so I, I might do anything like that. So right in beside, I mean, it's so situational. But, you know, you relate to Ellie and what Ellie is going through as as she is, as her personal, what is she? I think she's seven, right? Is that Ellie? Yeah. And so imagine, remember when, when you were seven, what that was like? It's a difficult time trying to navigate, figure out who you are, where you're going, what this is about. What, what mom and dad are about, what your little brother is about. That's a difficult time. So uh, allow her to have some space, but not so much space that she can, uh, she can you know, trash out the whole breakfast. So a little bit, a little bit of tension. Uh, and and I, I would almost, uh, not almost, I would have to actually be there and be having breakfast with you <laughs> uh, to, and be, and I would have to be you. So there's another thing that's different. And then I would, I would have to be her mom. And then, so I think it's very situational. Uh, there's no way you can make a mistake. There's things that are more, maybe more disruptive or more difficult for her. Uh, but you know, it's very, um, it's even more, um, could be more problematic for you to control yourself and try to live up to the standard of being a good mother. Don't do, don't do that. But relate to her. It's it's about her. You'll get what you need to know about her from her, and it, and you can't get what you need to know about her from her if you're all locked up into who you think you should be. You have some kind of ideal of the way a mother should be. This is just I'll say it as I can't say it in uh, Mandarin if I could. How do you say baloney in Mandarin? Baloney, baloney, yeah, baloney. <laughs> it's extra stuff. Uh, it's just extra stuff that's concocted. So you can just be direct with her. Look at her face. Look at her eyes. Look at her activity. And uh, and uh, and when I say appreciate, I'm not saying value her so much as appreciate who she is and what she's going through. And she wants uh, attention and she wants to be maybe noisy. Uh, some of the ways, if you look at that, you might see some skillful ways, which skill is not something I say, here, be skillful this way. Uh, but something you could see in her activity where you could magnetize her. In other words, uh, not seduce her, but kind of magnetize her into another way where she could be more quiet. If she really is making a lot of noise, then you could, you know, I'm, I'm just coming up with some ideas that you might to help you see. Might come up with some, uh, you might engage her in maybe a game, some kind of a game around it, you know, uh, or some kind of a, you know, you could say let's let's all eat like well like woodpecker woodpeckers, or the bird woodpecker. I'm just coming up with this and say woodpeckers do not talk when they're eating. You know it's a it's a silly example, but children like that kind of uh, children enjoy that kind of image. Meet them where they're at. Don't try to drag them into adulthood. Not a good idea. Is that helpful to you? You have a further question? No, very helpful. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do better. <laughs> I wish I could. Any further questions? 
You said something like, um, on the cushion, keep starting over. And uh, why is that so difficult to do off the cushion? Well, the why questions are circular. I mean, I can give you a because, but you might say, what is that? And I can tell you, what what is that? It's just our, our uh, resistance of opening up to an open dimension where we don't know what's happening. It's the very nature of self-centeredness to keep clinging to some kind of a result or some kind of a control or some kind of a protocol or a way of doing a particular thing. So uh, as Suzuki Roshi said back in the 60s, in the title of his book, of his book, Zen's book, Zen mind, Zen mind, and you're always a beginner. If you're always a beginner, then you're, everything is always fresh. You're not full of a bunch of ideas about being a meditator or being almost to enlightenment. And if you're doing that in your uh, post meditation or off the cushion, uh, I would say in that area, I would be I would be hesitant to try to do too much in the way of controlling in that area. Like I said earlier, uh, when you're when you're, when you're training the mind, sit down and the discipline is hold still without being rigid and watch what continues to climb up out of the riverbank. Watch what continues to arise and arise. This is beginner's mind. That's always new, always fresh. Even when it's the same, your, your viewing of it is very, very fresh. And so when you're, I'm not sure exactly what you're inquiring about as far as your uh, post-meditation or your everyday action with your children or with your husband. So is there some specific thing? So going bowing, I'm I'm wondering about that like emotional hangover that just kind of hangs out after you do something that you think was stupid yeah. or make some perceived mistake. Bowing. Yeah. If there's a strong basis of awareness practice that is being uh, is no longer being ignored, which is the nature of consciousness, the nature of the mind, then there's a lot more room about that, or around that. So when that hanger hangover shows up, and this is very uh, as specific as I can get without kind of reinterpreting your life for you. But when that shows up, see if you can see, rather than doing anything with that or buying into that or sinking down into the difficulty or the sadness around or the frustration or the feeling of failure or whatever, rather than look at the spaciousness around that and realize that whatever that is, is dependent on everything else where it's apparent uh, 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 being a, a particular item of consciousness like uh, sadness or despair or frustration or a feeling of loss. Just give it a lot of room to be that. So in that way, by doing that in your own mind, we train ourselves to be um, we train ourselves to relate to others who are also suffering by not no longer no more warfare that's your uh, just be a student of that particular emotion that feeling and and that is uh, uh we tend to polarize that because we don't want it there we don't like that feeling and so the the of course you've heard me say many times it's not so much about getting rid of that as to see that there's no solid being uh, the who you are so go on there's no solid being there's just there's just that and you're not separate from it I'm going to say this as clearly and directly as I can. And if you don't understand this, anyone who doesn't understand what I'm saying here, uh, that emotion, let it eat you alive. Fearless. Don't fight with anything. No more war. This doesn't mean if somebody 
hunting at you with a club. You don't take the club away from them and <laughs> whack them with it. You might, but it needs to be situational. In this situation where you're talking about a particular lump of emotion or feeling, just don't separate yourself from your life. Don't be someone else. Be the karma that you are objecting to or you're disagreeing with, and you'll be fine. Just continue. Dedicate yourself. You're wearing a rock suit. Dedicate yourself. Say, I do, on behalf, I do this on behalf of all beings. As I accept this crap, let me give me all the other crap that people are fighting with. I'll take theirs too. So receive, receive, receive. This is the Bodhisattva path. Any further questions? Can maybe take uh, it's a little bit after the hour, take another question if there is one or not. There are some questions from YouTube that I texted to Unya. I mean to her? <laughs> she said she was ignoring that. That's interesting. She's aware she's ignoring. Progress. She Progress. <laughs> <laughs> Add that you told her. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Three questions. Okay. Three questions. Uh, Kyosaku, do you find any benefit in the Abhidharma and Yogacara? This is someone from Bulgaria in the uh, EU. Yes. Yes, the Abhidharma is basic uh, uh, teaching that comes from ancient times. Of course, we should study that. We, we actually study that in our monastery on a regular basis. We study the Yogacara teachings on a regular basis, uh, mind only. Uh, in different forms, there are different teachings, the Lankavatara Sutra, Samdhina, Ramachana Sutra, and uh, it's just uh, the, the works of the 30 verses of uh, uh, Vasubandhu. Uh, it's, it's all over the place. It's mind only. It's uh, the Yogacara is the important aspect of that is that which sees and that which is seen or subject object are not two different things. And as long as they are, we'll continue to have be put upon by our emotions, our feelings, our memories, and the relative world that we're in. And we will avoid our Buddha nature by succumbing to war and peace. Don't go to war, don't go to peace, don't go anywhere. And so when you see what that is, then it's just called perception only. And that's because it's not that perception goes away, <clears throat> but the differentiation and desire that shows up in that area uh, changes. So yes, those two, and the Abhidharma material is, and everything is covered in there. That's that's why it's a, uh, why it's a, a powerful teaching, ancient times, and it's many many volumes. Chisho, do you know how many volumes the Abhidharma material is? See, even Chisho doesn't know, and he's uh, big on numbers. <laughs> <clears throat> Yes. Bowing. That yeah. was that question was from Kiyosaku, and, and then another person is bowing from Bulgaria. From Bulgaria, okay. and uh, nice Paul to see and you. Lindsay are bowing, and uh, Takudo is bowing. So lots of people okay. joining us. But I have a couple more questions. Here. Takudo, is that my son? Yeah, yeah, that's my son. He even bows. <laughs> <laughs> lots of practice. Takudo, yes. Uh, this is from Christopher Smith. He says oh. or asks, can they say all roads lead back to Rome? What about the house of the rising sun? 
can you speak on your, your beginnings of your practice? I'm not sure what, what I'm not sure what is being uh, the beginning of the practice of your practice, your personal practice. Please. Yeah, it's like uh, wading through hell. How's that? And trying to do it by myself and realizing uh, with all my pride of being very, very self-centered and not wanting uh, anybody to tell me what to do. Uh, I met the Vidyatar. And I would say that I would say more about it, but I can't. I get choked up if I start talking about it. It's hard. This one is from uh, Wagnerick. Wagnerick. Could you yes. elaborate on death is an illusion? Is sleep as well? Can there be an experience without an experiencer? Yeah, and there can be uh, there can be an experiencer without an experience. <laughs> which is even more peculiar. The whole idea of experience, experience comes and goes. The very nature of uh, samsara is things show up and they go away. They show up and they go away. But who you are doesn't go anywhere. Because it has not appeared, it can't disappear. Simply put. I'm happy to respond to more questions in that area if you have them. Go ahead. So, Unyavai, just to follow up. Um, yes. Is sleep an illusion? Yes. Nothing sleeps. Death is an illusion? Yes. No, nothing dies. Yeah, and, and can I prove that? I don't need to prove anything. You prove it. <laughs> you disprove it. And you can. You can prove and disprove. But that's also, it's like the teeter-totter. You can't have the proof without the disproof. You can't have the victim uh, without the perpetrator. You can't have Buddhas without sentient beings. Polarity, polarity, polarity. Very nature of relative truth. And what is the nature of ultimate truth? Find out. Find out. When you're bowing. Yes. Uh, Shane from Virginia has a question. Shane bowing. How are questions and answers like this helpful for students? Maybe they're not. I don't know. I'm asked to do this, so I do it. They may not be, and they uh, they probably won't be too helpful unless you're spending some time on your butt looking at the wall or looking at the floor. Uh, doing some kind of radical, very simple form of awareness practice. I mean, you could follow your breath if you want to. You can do uh, and Laktong or other fancy kinds of practices more uh, involved if you want. But what I recommend, having done all of those, most of them, is sit down, hold still, and watch what continues to move. And, and you can do it through contrast. If you're holding very still, very easy to see any slight movements of anything. And it's about the awareness that you are strengthening or training or prioritizing. So the awareness is the space in which things occur. You have to watch a whole lot of things move. And the, the more radical the things are, more foundational, the closer to the fundamental aspect of consciousness, uh, which are which are, which is coming out of the Alaya Vijnana, the store consciousness. You need to be able to see that. If you're all busy with what you're smelling, tasting, hearing, um, and thinking about, and you're all enamored of that, then it's going to be very difficult to see uh, any deep layers of consciousness. When you're by, it looks like we have one more. This one's from Spool String. Spool String? Is that like a spool string? Let me read the questions. The questions, okay, go ahead. Hi. Hi. After Satori and more Ken show, where 
my awareness go? Why does it delete? When is it enough? It's never enough. This is the point. All is simply one mind. Uh, I think you're full of shit, basically, to be very direct with, with you. And I would recommend that you take your Satori and your Kensho back to the wall. If that's what you're asking. And I may have misunderstood what you're asking me. But you, you give me permission to respond. This is what I'm hearing uh, is uh, you're not done yet. Uh, you may be halfway up the mountain, but you have, you have not reached the top of the mountain. And if there is even is a top. Satori is not a conclusion. It's a description to help people stay on the path. There is, there fundamentally is no Satori. You don't believe me. You don't have to believe me. You could consider it or you could forget it. Do whatever you want to do. I have no authority over anyone. Final question? Is there one? One final one if you have it. Anyone? Sanhu Bowen. Yes, Sanhu. What are Satori and Kensho, Sanhu Bowen? It's bait. Come on, Satori, Kensho. In insight into your true nature, Kensho. I've had a few of those, and so have you. We all we all had suddenly realized. I think we're we're all one, or you know, it's a we have those feelings. They come. It's called an experience. What what's the nature of an experience? It's relative and it's temporary. It shows up and goes away. And if you try to hang on to it, <laughs> it gets even more disturbing. And then Satori looks like the, the Anutra Samyak Sambodhi or the final liberation. So mm, that's that's a little suspect. But it's also something we might need to consider as we walk the path, as we we need to have some kind of a reference point. But that reference point uh, is uh, no reference point. There, there isn't anything opposing that. And that's why those who are delighted with emptiness, which there's whole lineages of, that are just lo in love with nothing exists. This is a misunderstanding. And I'm not here to correct Dalai Lama or the 17th Karmapa or any of the other teaching, teachings, uh, uh, Kempo Sotram Janso or anyone. I'm not here to correct anybody. I'm just, if you're talking to me, I'm uh, I'm talking out of what I see. What do you see? Not much. Thank you all for coming and hanging out here. So we'll dedicate the merit from the monastery, if you would please there. Thank you. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we in every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery. 
Our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors, heal everyone who's unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with life. 